I want to start off by bragging that for the second or third week in a row, I got the our game of who said the episode title correct. Um, this past week's episode of Survivor was called Survivor with a capital S. I guessed that Matt said it, and I was right. You were. I just knew. And Matt, I told, I, I, I celebrated with my husband, Matt, and uh, he was like, how did you know? And I was like, I just knew. I can't explain it. I just knew. And I, I actually have my guests for next week ready, but we'll get to that at the yeah, end. Yeah, I, I don't even know what the title is, so I'm excited to. Yeah. The problem is, I have a hard time with tone. Like, let me say I'm, the title to you now, and then okay. you can think about it. I can ruminate on it. Okay. okay, so next week's episode is called Let's Not Be Cute About It. So just marinate on that, but we are actually here tonight to talk about Survivor 44, episode 6, Survivor with a capital S. Welcome to Idle Chatter. I'm Laura. And I'm Ashley. And it's called Survivor with a capital S because... I don't want to we're in mergatory which is like it's still it sucks to just be like oh we and I'm sure it sucks more for the players to be like oh we made merge but like we didn't make merge this is how how many how many seasons have we had this twist now is it all four yes yes and like I think I, I I was thinking about it I really think it's because it's halfway through and because it's 26 days and not 39 they have to, you know, Jeff really make sure to say, you, oh, you're not merged yet. You need to earn it. Like, either by winning this challenge or making it through this tribal. Like, he's really trying to drive that point home. I will say, I, I, I've been watching old seasons again. Um, and it's just very interesting that I, I, I feel like it was merge on day, like, 17 in the one of the past seasons I just watched. And, you know, the way they frame it, like, there's still three more weeks out here or something. I, or I don't know, like it was like pre-merge, but those extra third, that's an extra two weeks. So I don't know. Like I understand for their costs, whatever, 26 days, but uh, I don't know. I miss 39. I think, I think you're right about Jeff wanting to drive the point home that this, this you, it's shorter, but it's harder than it has ever been. But I think also it's that it's a shorter number of days, but we have the same amount of episodes. And this is not news to me, but it did kind of hit me. I feel like at some point earlier this season, we or maybe just you and I were talking and I was like, well, yeah, it's like a short in my head. I, was I like, think well, it was last days- week. I think it was last week. You you were like, I think last week you were like, well, not much happens this episode. And then it, it probably was dawning on you like. Oh, well, the filler. Yeah. And so I think because we have the same amount of episodes, but a shorter amount of time that they have for footage, they are trying to add different things. Like, whereas in, you know, I guess previous era Survivor, you had an entire episode that was the merge. Now you have two episodes. You have mergatory and then you have the merge. Right. Like where everybody's feeling each other out. But I don't know the the general consensus amongst the, the community or like the five minutes that I spent on Twitter seems to be that people don't 
like this. And I agree. I am glad that we got rid of the turn back time twist. Mm-hmm. But there, I don't know. There is something about it. I, I feel I would be so pissed if I didn't get to go to the feast. I would be so mad. I don't. I just don't know that like this does anything for me. I just really. Why 26? Like, can't you do third? I don't know. There's something. The one thing that I will say that has merit is by having two groups be separate. I think a little bit, too, is trying to find and create some new dynamics where in prior era, there was a lot of, you know, we're saying we're going to stay. I'm just using this as an example. Soka strong, Tika strong, you know, like a group of six comes in and they're like, okay. And having them go off and have these merged ish groups gives the potential for some new dynamics to start forming for people to trade information. I can't even like wait another second to say how annoyed I am that Carolyn was completely ignored when she said that Josh didn't have the idol. Like, yeah, not that it really made a difference, but like, I, I was just so annoyed and I don't want to jump all over the place, but I guess I do. Like I felt so, I really felt for Carolyn when they, so if we're not saying merged, when they all met up, because that, that happened pretty Uh quickly. Like we got very little individual camp time before they all convened. And we get like it's this really interesting moment and they really are giving carolyn this like really really unique hero edit where we're seeing i was gonna say i I can't wait to talk about the edit where we're seeing everybody kind of pal around hug they're having conversations it's very jovial it's very welcoming and you just see her feeling so uncomfortable and we have like her in our mantra of like I just don't know how to talk to people. This just isn't a situation where I thrive. And it just, it resonated so much because I think, and I don't, I hope this doesn't come off cringy in any way, but I, and I think you and I are similar like this. I'm the kind of person where I do like to be the center of attention and I can be very social and outgoing in certain situations. And for me, that is like a small group format as soon as it gets to be a bigger group that's where I kind of freeze up a little bit and especially in a new dynamic I need to feel that out and so it just felt so real and authentic I and new and new and refreshing in my notes I literally like it's interesting too because Jam Jam is saying to someone like oh like Carolyn's on her best behavior right now like she's level one Carolyn like normally she's level 10 I and then Carolyn was saying, you know, saying, you know, I don't like to be phony. I don't, you know, I it, it feels forced. It feels like this. And I put in my notes, I completely understand how that feels. And I think a lot of people, when I when I tell people that sometimes I have social anxiety or this, they they don't understand. They're like, what do you mean? Like, you know, you're always, you know, you're so good with, you're so good at talking to people. You, you and it's like when I'm on, I'm on. But sometimes it can be very overwhelming and I, I clam up like um, a former coworker of mine years ago when I worked at Lane Bryant and we got to know each other. She literally was like, I thought you were such a bitch when I, when I first met you, like we had our meeting, like you just like looked so miserable. And I was like, I was really uncomfortable. Like it was a weird dynamic. Like I just felt really uncomfortable. And then she got to know me and like saw that I was outgoing, but 
it's one of those things that I'm imagining, Carolyn, like you're probably so you're like, you're getting there and it's exciting. And then you're in this small group of six and it, that can be a little uncomfortable, but you're probably having one-on-one conversations. Like you're building this confidence and stuff. But then all of a sudden it's like, you're with all of these people and it's overwhelming and you have not had a, really any alone time in so long. No time you're to recharge. Also, you're also coming off of this reward where you are the outcast in a threesome and I think also she is correct in perceiving that people think she's stupid and she hasn't actually done anything stupid yet. In fact, she's the only person who hasn't shared with at least one other person what she has, I think. Wait, I, did Danny actually though? I think da- Danny has the other cage idol and I don't know if he shared with anyone. He didn't, but okay, it's a matter of time before he tells Brandon could be could be okay and and, like i'm going out on a limb here yeah no you're right you're right but i think but but no exactly like like she said when they were like talking about oh i really want to play with with josh i want to do this and she's like hello like i have an idol like i like i did this i did that exactly like but with the edit i i've never felt maybe sometimes with tony and i don't know with this new era though with their edit what they are doing but I truly feel like Carolyn is the main character in this story. Like when Carolyn feels uncomfortable, they play that uncomfortable music. When Carolyn is saying this, they, they, I don't know. It just, I feel like this is Carolyn's story and everyone else is just a supporting character in it from the edit. And I'm okay with that. I hope so. And I think like, It kind of, I don't know how to phrase this, so I'm going to stumble through it, but we've spent a lot of time this season and a little bit last season talking about what it is to be a character and what it is to be an eccentric and what it is to be, you know, a a Debbie or who are some of the other people we mentioned as as characters? Cody. Cody. And I think- Coach. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Coach. Um, And- I don't want to write those people off as not also being human beings and being players, but I think Carolyn's the situation where I feel like maybe in casting, they were like, she is a character. And I think in the first episode or two, I judged her as, oh, she is a character. She is somebody who is, who is here for our entertainment and she is entertaining, but I think it's, it's unfair. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, this poor white woman, but like, when you are somebody who's eccentric, somebody who's outside of the box, somebody who's quirky, I think you can very quickly get written off as stupid or ditzy, not a serious player, not a contender, but she hasn't missed a beat so far. She hasn't. Seriously. And it, it just, it kind of is a bit of a, a gut check of our biases, you know, especially I think women can be so guilty of judging other women sometimes like more than men anyone yeah Yeah. and I'm I'm fucking rooting for Carolyn so hard and I know that's not a hot take I know that like literally everybody is she's the queen of the internet right now and I love (laughs) it though I sincerely love it and one thing I I will say like I've been re-watching like as you know but I've 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 busted out a couple of seasons since we last spoke a week ago and one thing I'm tired of doing, 
it was very freeing the other day, <laughs> the other day when I texted you and Brian and I was like, I think Keith Nail is my favorite Survivor player. Because I think maybe even just having a podcast, I feel like my favorite player needs to be a strategist. My favorite player needs to be this. Well, my favorite player is like, okay, my any season that has Keith Nail in it, I'm smiling. I'm laughing. I enjoy seeing him on my screen. So maybe, obviously, like when it comes to strategy, but I'm tired of, I don't know, I feel like sometimes when we're recording or we're just talking, like if someone has an inspirational story or like they're nice, I'm always just like, oh, like I was rooting for them. I actually just want to be honest. Like sometimes I'm not rooting for the good guy. Like sometimes, like an example specifically, I just watched Kageon and I feel like when we were recapping it, like we would be like, oh, woo. And like, okay, well, not so fast. I do really like woo. Yeah, you do. But I felt like just because, like Wu is a moral, like nice dude. I'd be like, oh well, Wu. No, his strategy was freaking terrible. Like I can be like, yeah, like he's an enjoyable person, but I'm not rooting for him. Yeah. I'm not rooting for him because now I'm watching, or I was watching Second Chances, where he had a second chance and like, to be honest, like really didn't do anything again. And it's like, I can say like, oh, I like this. I like them as a person, but just because they're a good person, like, doesn't mean I need to be rooting for them. And I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that from now on. Like, I guess, I, like, for example, like with Josh, I feel like Josh this entire season, like, he completely, a hundred percent, has an, an inspirational story, and he seems like a he's he's a good he seems like a good guy. I like him, but I was rooting against him, and I feel like sometimes I feel like guilty being like, oh, I, like I wanted Josh to go, or like I'm happy that Josh went, like. I feel guilty saying it. I have to be like, I sometimes I feel like I need to be like, oh, well, you know, Josh went in this game. I didn't want Jam Jam to go. I, you know, I, my allegiance isn't with Josh. Let's unpack this a little bit because I have questions. Do you think that this is something that you've always felt or just in new era? Because we've talked before about how not just the, and I like the, the casting's phenomenal, but the way that the edit is where there we've we've talked at length about how there are no villains anymore right like there is not an iconic villain because everybody's just such a good person (laughs) do you think that's part of why you feel like you can't actively not root for somebody no I mean okay that could be but also I just think when we have having the podcast I think when I was just independently watching it and forming my thoughts between you and I, I could, I could be like, Oh yeah, I don't really care for them, but you know, putting it out there, you know, I, you know, sometimes I also like, not that anyone's listening, but like if they were to listen to it, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk shit, but like, okay, you put yourself out there. You want to show, I'm not slandering your character. I'm not saying you're a bad person, but it's okay that I'm not rooting for every single person out there that's a good guy i'll go ahead and quote taylor allison swift a friend to all is a friend to none and if you're rooting for every single person you're obviously not that's disingenuous if you want every single person to win you don't want anyone to win so i don't think yeah I, i i i i know what you mean because i struggle with that too and when I edit, sometimes we do go hard on somebody. I'll 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 make some cuts because I yeah, like I don't want to 
hurt anyone's feelings. I also like, again, not that we have a huge audience, but I also in like a world with so much hate, (laughs) I don't, I also don't want to like bolster anybody who maybe dislikes somebody for the wrong reasons and not just because, Oh, I didn't think you're playing a good game. Yeah. But I think, I think we can have a fair nuanced look at just like yeah josh played a really sloppy game like yeah like he got tripped up in so many lies he did a challenge and he said that in his profession he needed to have nimble or steady hands and then tried to deny being a doctor and he made a shitty fake idol like there's nothing wrong with calling that out and i i hope he would respect us for that yeah well it's just funny because like you know Bryce. You know friend of the pod. Like, oh, I and I, I love Bryce's post. Yes. So, so like Bryce posted with Josh and is you know like supporting him and like you know and giving a nod to himself, like well deserved, like as the first openly gay black player with Josh. And then seeing that, I'm I I was like, oh no, like I I was happy that it was Josh and it wasn't Jam Jam. And I'm like, wait, this is a tv show and i'm not thinking that i i'm not like hell yeah josh you have to go like i hate you it's literally just i like jam jam's game more it's not a reflection on josh's character i I like jam jam's cat button down more yeah and just like jam jam's one-liners he's fine i i you know since we are doing this loose format thing i will say it was so funny like this episode when they all go they're not merged yet but they go to the same beach and jam jam is like oh yeah like josh hasn't talked to me since i'm here like it's like pretty clear to the two of them that they are each other's public enemy number one and it was just so funny when the two of them kind of eventually convened and they were like i won't write your name i won't write your name and then jam jam is like oh well you know josh why didn't you give me that idol i thought we're making friends and josh is like girl no (laughs) like just their little interaction just made me laugh yeah i thought that was funny too and they both ended up they both ended up voting for each other which was funny like after the the conversation like i won't write your name i won't write your name jam jam was so funny too when he when he he's like you know, I I could write I could write Kane, but but I want to write Josh. I just want to write Kane. Yeah, it was it was funny watching it when Kane was up was getting some heat, and my mom like I'm always interested. Like my mom's always you know rooting for a Danny or you know an Ozzy, you know a Joe Anglum, but <laughs> sometimes my mom also likes a Cochrane. And my mom, I was very surprised because I haven't watched any episodes with my parents at all recently, but I I did this Wednesday. I was over there. And my mom, when Kane's name came up, my mom was like, oh, no, I like Kane. And I and Kane hasn't done much. And and I, I was like, oh, you do? And she was like, yeah, I like him. And I and I and I said, does he remind you of Brandon? That's my brother, because my brother's kind of like he would get annoyed if i said he was a nerd he's a nerd in a different way like he's not a dungeons and dragons lord of the rings type of nerd but he's kind of like a gamer nerd and my brother also like has glasses and my brother even though he has dark hair his beard is kind of red and kane's beard is red and i was like does he remind you of Brandon?" my mom was like i think that's it (laughs) it's just like the things that endear you to people is funny like keith nail in some way reminds me of my dad and i feel like that's part of why i love him so much 
shout out to the day one listeners who may remember Ashley's whole computer setup when she shared an office with her brother and she like could not touch one single thing otherwise it would like ruin his gaming setup and also remember how like the really loud fan because it was like constantly running yes oh my god oh god I don't miss that at all can somebody else who I yeah like to your point of like we don't have to love everyone like given I don't think we've really gotten any backstory from Kane yet but if I like I am so indifferent I am so indifferent I think the only reason I would have been like a little sad for Kane is just because when he first got to like the beach when they were all merged you know he was like oh yeah like you know I can meet some new people and he just seemed like a little shy about it and I thought it was kind of like I kind of felt for him in that way like I, I thought it was a little sweet but if he had gone I wouldn't have been devastated like I would have been if it was Jam Jam I did think it was funny in the discuss in the kind of discussion around like who whose name to write down and somebody had asked like oh do you think Kane will be upset that we're using his name as kind of like that decoy and I think Franny was like yeah but he's always upset about something yeah like it was kind like, of he's, funny. Al- he's always anxious yeah I thought he's that was always like, worried yeah. kind of a fun nugget I, I do hope we get more of him because I do think he could be like a lovable dork but well it looks like next week i mean he you know there's magic involved it's like D from the let's, preview oh my god let's talk and okay by the way like i've had this conspiracy theory okay so you know how like we've talked on a somewhat weekly basis about how every every episode there is like some dungeons and dragons the movie commercial mm-hmm. okay my crazy mind is like did they cast this guy as, <laughs> like, subliminal advertising for the movie? Is it all connected? The The medieval the medieval castle theme in Tribal, is it all connected? Laura, do you see how wide my eyes are right now? Because, yes, okay, the cane of it all. I At first, I was like, hmm. And then when you said the theme, my eyes, the sword and the shield... I mean, like, am I breaking news here? I'm sure somebody else had to have noticed, but like, I don't know, I man. I didn't really, I didn't really think about it like that. Are there gargoyles in uh, Dungeons and <laughs> Dragons? Jeff the gargoyle. So, someone write in and tell us. <laughs> Jeff has a Jeff has a cameo in the movie actually as a gargoyle. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Oh my god. Wow. On, wow. Sometimes. My mind just gets blown by something, and I I will say it, it it doesn't happen all that often. I feel like I I feel like I'm pretty adept. I feel like I I understand some things. I'm I'm not that surprised that often, but you you really did just do something there. I've been honestly mulling it over all week because it and even because we had that whole conversation the other week about uh what was the the phrase that I had to look up honor amongst thieves yes (laughs) like and obviously that was that was not said in the show that was me drawing that out of a plot point but man I don't know messages subliminal messages CBS knows what they're doing okay I'm still I'm still not gonna see that movie oh absolutely not you couldn't pay me (laughs) you could pay me um Let's jump around a little bit and check in on the Brad and Angelina of Fiji, Franny and Matt. So we get a couple Franny and Matt nuggets. 
one I liked they had this little check-in with each other where Matt was like Franny like are you telling people how close we are and she was like no 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 and he was like okay I won't either no it was it was it was the opposite actually she asked him and I kind of in my head wondered if she was like that and she was like okay I won't either but I wonder in her in her head she's like oh like oh what you don't want people to know about it I mean obviously for their game it's smart but then they were holding hands Oh my gosh, no. The canoodling in the shelter. So they were having this discussion. So they were talking and then he was like, uh, he was he was like, I probably wouldn't choose you for a reward though. And she was like, you wouldn't want to hang out with me on a reward? And he was like, of course I would, but I just can't. Like, we can't let them know. And they're just holding hands and it's like, oh my God, I can't I can never decide if I'm delighted by it or cringing and I think it's a little bit of both I think it's a combo honestly I don't foresee I mean hey I could be totally wrong I do not see either of them winning if one did win I think it would be Franny but I really hope that they get a life partner out of this because that would be that would be better than a million dollars what's a million dollars these days in this economy I know. Somebody posted, I retweeted this on our Twitter. This was from Gordon Holmes. It was a little like photoshopped piece of parchment of what it would have looked like if Matt was voting. And it said, you cannot vote tonight. Also, do you like Franny? And there's like a checkbox for yes yes or no. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, wait. Speaking of Twitter, that did you watch that um, video I sent like from Twitter to you and Brian yesterday about Carolyn? I feel like Brian responded to it. And I don't know if you did. I think I think I had seen it. Yes. Okay. It it was so funny. Carolyn tweeted this, and it was like it was like a video, and it was Danny talking to Brandon last week when they were at the sanctuary, and and Danny is saying to Brandon, "Oh, you know, yeah, tell me about your tattoos, blah blah,", blah. and then it's like cut to Carolyn in real time, and she's like. I love talking about my tattoo, sure. And, like, she goes into, like, all of her meaningful tattoos. She's like, oh, this is my sobriety anniversary. This is this date. This, I, you know, really thought about what makes me happy. And when I was a kid, it was sunflowers. Like, and so this is my sleeve of sunflowers. This is a smiley face because, you know, who doesn't want to – I was rolling. Can I just say – and tell me if this joke is in poor taste, but it's also completely serious – if I am ever addicted to drugs, Carolyn is the person I want to get me off of them. I do not think that is in poor taste at all. And I think she I feel like pre- you get the set. Like she, I feel like she can be tough when need be. Yes. A hundred percent. I was actually very like, and I, I, I know that, you know, reading about her in her, you know, cast photo and everything. And I know, I know she's a drug counselor and stuff. And like, I know that we did see, you know, she previously did have, you know, addiction issues herself, but I didn't, she's, I think I'm pretty sure in May, she's going to be 14 years sober. Like imagine that strength. That's amazing. And then the strength would be like, okay, I have this good consistent thing going. I'm going to go on a show that is like known to like mentally derail contestants and like, that's yeah that take that takes some courage yeah to close out the matt and franny discussion real quick it does look like next week it will be coming to a head 
Yes. But we've said this before and it's been fine. Yeah. Well, I guess, I don't know, though. On Soka, Josh was kind of like public enemy number one. So I feel like some of them. They, it was, I'm kind of surprised that there was no talk of like keeping Josh as a shield, right? Like if you're Matt and Franny and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, me, I don't know, whatever. Well, especially, especially if they were safe that vote yeah but i guess i don't know maybe things were very unresolved on soka they were they saw him as dangerous then they wanted to get him out and you know it's just very oh go ahead let me drop this stat on you matt has made it to the merge without ever voting in a tribal okay wait hold the phone can you explain to me because at the end of the episode, when I was rewatching, I was pausing and like taking count of every vote who voted for who. And the numbers didn't add up. It, there were 11 votes and not 12. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Matt doesn't have one. Why does he still not have one? I think he didn't. Maybe it was he didn't. The He risked his like he drew the thing. didn't get an advantage. Drew it again. Got a disadvantage. And I think he couldn't vote for two tribals. Oh, because Soka only went to one. Okay, because my mind, I, I was like, yeah, but Claire got voted out. But yeah, okay, so mm-hmm. it was Fran. Okay, so it was Franny, Matt, Danny, Heidi. Mm-hmm. Poor Heidi. Honestly, I really hope she has a moment. But she and had Lauren. No- yeah, L- Lauren had more screen time though in the beginning, at least because when they were at least you know going to tribal, maybe because Soka hasn't, but. Heidi has gotten no screen time. None. Really. This is this definitely is her most screen time episode, which is interesting because there were so many people on this compared, you know. Yeah. So she she did get some, but yeah, okay. So Heidi, Danny, Franny, Matt, and then Jamie was there on that tribe, switched Mm -hmm. from Ratu onto Soka. Okay, so he didn't have a vote because he lost it for two. Because I was like, I was like, that was like the second episode. How the hell does he still not have a vote? Like, I just couldn't yeah. wrap my mind around it and I couldn't remember. But thank you. No problem. Well, let's talk about the challenge a little bit because I think this is, again, I feel like this episode is so many reoccurring themes that we've been talking about all mm-hmm. season. Really, the only thing to discuss here is the puzzle. And this is, you know, a classic obstacle and capped by a puzzle challenge. Got to dig a big ball out. Got to climb up this big ass wall. I did. I did have one thing to say about the 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 pre puzzle challenge. Remember when this happened? Not last season, but the uh, Marianne season. When they they had to they had to dig it out, and they were struggling. Like I feel like Jonathan was on the one, and they were doing so well, and it was they had to like hurl themselves up on the ball to get over something, and a lot of them were struggling. Like. I this one was different. It's like they had to get the ball up and they had to use that to get a key or something, but then they had to like run up a wall and everyone made it over. Like of course there were like you know, like Jam Jam had a little bit of a hard time, Jamie had a little bit of a hard time, but when they had to climb up onto the ball, like remember how bad that struggle was? Yeah. I feel like Mike who I can't remember who all was involved, but like I remember Mike being on the team that lost, I think. 
like Mike Hoboken Mike. The only person who like really struggled was Jamie. Yeah. But like, you know, in the past season, I feel like that was like a really big determining factor in who won struggling getting the whole team up on that ball and it was kind of a non-factor and the puzzle really was the deal breaker there and it, it was funny when i was watching it with my parents i said i had that puzzle and they were like what do you mean and i was like oh i was like well you know people actually make replicas of survivor puzzles and laura and i won one um from outplay puzzles and we've done this before and then i was like i was like wait i was like I, I think Carson actually he's the one that said that he 3D prints them at home and my parents were like what is 3D printing oh my you god uh, one I, I will kick this combo off by reading a tweet from fan favorite show favorite Jesse Lopez from last season he tweeted the 3D printer is getting a winner's edit <laughs> and again like this is just this is something that I, I think has really been debated for seasons but especially this one the entertainment weekly article of this week the the season the episode six recap is titled why all old puzzles need to go and to be clear my beef is not with carson like it's smart what he's doing is extremely smart it's the onus is on production like get something new you have the you clearly have you have the resources you have the resources and like okay the thing is like is this tree an exact duplicate of past trees? Perhaps no, not. No, but you start to get but the idea. The concept, exactly. It's like it's mu- like muscle memory, if you will. But like, you know, you once you visualize something, you can just keep doing it. And exactly like there, okay, th- there's the flame. There's this. What about what about the the fish bone? What about the yeah. like the, the fish where you put the different bones in? What about the bat? The upside down bat from I can't even remember what season. Something new. Also, and and the point that Dalton Ross is making in the Entertainment Weekly article is that when you start to watch an episode, when you start to watch a challenge knowing like, okay, Carson has this in the bag. We literally saw it in in the first episode, him practicing this. It takes the suspense out of it. It's not as fun as a viewer when you just assume that he's gonna pull it off which he did and kudos to him and you know listen if he didn't if he didn't it would have been a good plot point but he he swept it it's so awkward and obvious how it's be like they have to know that this is controversial because and think about it in any instance where somebody blows out a challenge jeff is like how did you know? How did you do it? He didn't say a single word. We got, yeah. they gave him the, the the buffs and we were out of there. It yeah. was not discussed. It's just very awkward. And I, I totally don't blame Carson at all. It's the smart thing to do. But it does make for a lesser viewing experience. Well, especially, you know, since Jeff is so big on, and it, the onus is not all on Jeff, but, you know, Jeff is so much like, Oh, it might only be 26 days, but it's so tough. Blah, oh, blah, so blah. tough. But, you know, can you, sp- can you re- remember that kid from a couple, you know, from like season 20 something or other that was like a Make-A-Wish kid or something? You know what I mean? He had, he had something going yeah. on and his dream was to make a challenge and you made that challenge. Call him up. He's probably an adult now. Pay him compensate him and he will design a new challenge for you he'd probably do it for free yeah 
I would do it for free. Cost. Yeah. It's it just comes off as a little a little sloppy. Like take your foot off of the brake of inventing new twists and just bang out some new puzzles. I just really would love if next season the twist was there are no twists. Like you are literally we're spending a whole episode watching someone fish. We are watching them try to make fire with a pair of broken eyeglasses and rubbing some sticks together. Like t- take us back to basics. The challenge is flying a kite. You just you just closed your eyes and waved your hand like preach. Preach. That's what I, I'm preaching. Like that's yeah. all Give the people what they want. We are the people. We the people. Well, okay. What, let me let me take a quick look at my notes. Like, did you have anything you want to go into next? I yeah, I, I do. I'm totally I do. loving our not in order. Like, but this we want to co- we want to cover all the bases. There is something I I do want to discuss. We discussed it a little bit, but I do want to discuss the Josh having an idol thing because he he comes as soon as they they convene on a beach he's like yeah i gotta get my story straight and one of the things that he tells people is that he had found the bird cage idol yeah i don't think he says what beach he found that on right oh that's a good point no 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 no. actually i'm pretty sure that someone does say he found the soka bird cage idol so here's something that's super interesting to me wait yeah okay because soka Soka was his his original, original. yeah. So Heather on Twitter, her handle is Perks of Being HC, tweeted, Anyone else catch the major continuity issue in this episode? We're supposed to believe that Franny believes Matt has the real idol. So why would she consider the story about Josh having the birdcage idol? Like, if if she's at that meal where people are debating, does Josh have an idol? And Carolyn's like I can tell you right now he doesn't. Why? And and sh- so the only other explanation I forgot is the, about the Matt of it all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If we're to believe that Matt has the birdcage. Well, idol, I will you know say I mean? maybe it was just something that kind of happened in passing. But I will say both. Well, Matt didn't vote, but Franny did vote for Josh. Mm-hmm. And I was you know expecting maybe like more votes for jam jam like maybe they were kind of like splitting it more but the votes were predominantly for josh carolyn i feel like was the only one out of the loop that voted for kane but only josh brandon and kane voted for jam jam and we know kane was like oh josh might have an idol because you know why would he know so he vote and also josh told brandon he did have an idol so those two did vote for Jam Jam and Josh, of course, also voted for Jam Jam, but everyone else did vote for Josh. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it is kind of the edit, like, you know, Carolyn, maybe it's Carolyn saying like, I don't know why they're not believing me, but there could have totally been a conversation after where she's like, listen, he hundred percent doesn't. And then Franny's like, oh, you know what? You're, I don't know. So we don't, we, we only know what we're shown, but, but that's a very good point. It does illustrate that it's messy, and I think having 50 different idols and advantages in play is part of the reason. And I think it's, like, in the beginning when there were so many things that, like, they had to – was it last season that they, like, 
visually listed yes. all of the advantages like on a Chiron at the bottom of the screen. That was funny. That's a funny haha. But like, it's not funny anymore. The joke is yeah. old. And we're sick of how ha- we're too old. We are too old to keep track of these things. We are old and tired. And like, yeah, ex- exactly. That's the th- it, it, it just pisses me off, too. Like, who does production think like, do they think they're smarter than everyone? Like that someone isn't astute enough to figure that out? Or is that their point? Because some people aren't smart enough to figure it out. So it's, it is just messy. And I, as a viewer, don't want to, when I'm analyzing what could or could not happen, I don't want to have to go, I don't want to have to open my scroll. Like, yeah. I don't want to have to it was open more fun back in the. It was more fun back in the day when you're watching a I literally sound so old. When you're watching a season and you're like, Oh, so and so has the idol, and no one knows, and that was the, it. The that idol. was it. The idol. Yeah, exactly. I, it's too convoluted. They they need to take a step back. Yeah, I will say I was surprised, del- happily surprised, to see Carson take a bit of a step back because we talked a lot about this in previous episodes too. That. I this is where I really wanted to wait and see with him because a lot of people love Carson. He's, I think, a fan favorite, safe to say. And I I bumped a little bit on it. I was like, I don't know. He seems a little cocky. Like, I think he's going to sh- he's going to shine too bright, burn out too soon. But so far, he's proved me wrong. And I think he's in a really good position. I love I also love that Carolyn was like. OK, first, like she was like, I trust Jam Jam. I forget what she said. She's like 96%. She No, she literally was like, I trust Jam Jam. And it's like she opened her mouth to say 100%. And then she like paused and was like 94%. And then she was like, but I trust Carson 99%. It was so funny. Like that was like a theatrical moment. Like, cause she was gonna say 100. And then she was like, eh, eh, actually. It's funny because, like, first of all, you trust Jam Jam that much? Like, yeah, that's a bit of a misread. But I, I love that she has this trust in Carson. And is it warranted? I don't really know. And I but I like the idea that Carson seems pretty enmeshed with his his new tribe. But he also still has this connection with Carolyn and Jam Jam. The three and, stooges. Yeah. And I think that he's right in understanding that sometimes it's better to be part of a tight three than one of the last pet like last you know on the bottom of a bigger yeah you know what I mean and so I think that he's in a pretty good spot he he might be like the best connected person there right now so like he might have the best social standing right now and also I mean he doesn't know about Carolyn's idol like he knows Jan like he knows but I think that he could very he he is he's one of those students of the game. I think that if he did go to final tribal with Carolyn, he doesn't know everything that Carolyn has up her sleeve. Like he doesn't yeah. know about, you know, he does not know this, which is amazing for her. But I think he could definitely like be like, oh, yeah, I carried them. I did. And then Carolyn will bust out this. I would love to see the last three Tika standing in the final tribal like because i feel like they, incredible like those i mean carolyn and jam jam like really have my heart um oh, just okay one the beginning how we open on carolyn and jam jam and josh talking about how they say things and and carolyn's like yeah like you know i went and i asked for a bag 
Yeah. And they're in, in jam, which is funny. Cause like jam jam is from Puerto Rico and he has, you know, what I would consider an accent. He's like, it's bag. And she's like, big, big. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I don't know. It just makes me laugh. They're just, I don't know. They, they, they have my heart. The one thing is I do think that Jeff has been salivating over the idea of a super young person winning Survivor for years now. Like every time that he gets on our screen during commercial break and is like, it doesn't matter how old you are. You never know. You could be out there. Like I feel what you're going to say. How old was blank? Uh, Marianne, like 22 or something. Or Yeah. I mean, she had such an old soul. I feel like. True, true. I don't know. Oh, wait. No, I mean, speaking of Jeff, Jeff being hype, I'm sorry. I was actually dying, like, at myself, kind of. And just when I texted you and Brian the other night, okay, so when I was watching the Second Chances finale, right? You remember Terry Dietz? <laughs> he ends. He ends up having to leave because Je- Jeff shows up on the beach in the middle of the night and it's like terry your wife you know let us know your your son's in the hospital like you know you need to go so then of course the finale terry is there with his son he who ended up having to get a a heart transplant because of you know a congenital like heart defect they did not know about and you know jeff's interviewing terry and danny his son and you know how jeff gets so hype in the finale when we're going to commercial jeff stared at me stared straight into my soul and with gusto pointed at the camera aka to me and was like donate your organs and i was like is that a threat like i just felt like i don't it it felt like jeff probes wanted me to sell my organs on the black market with his gusto you know what i mean yeah yeah you had to be there you know like maybe i'm cracking up but i was i was just watching it i was i was laughing I'm glad that you gave me that verbal explanation because you thought I meant Danny pointed at the camera and said, "Donate your organs." I think I think I did. It was hard to explain. <laughs> it was hard to explain via text, but yeah, can you imagine? Like, I'm just my and like Jeff is staring straight in my soul, pointing at me, looking at me in the eye, and telling me to donate my organs. And I was like, like right now, like, can I die first? I mean, do you mean do you do you mean put that I'm an organ donor on my driver's license or do you mean you want me to like cut out my kidney and give it to someone? Jeff. Now that we've uh, discussed um do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on tribal? I did not I have no takeaways. I at all. No, absolutely okay. none. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, so uh so Josh, so Josh, Josh goes yeah. home. Yeah. So, an exact as I said before, three people, Kane, Brandon, and Josh vote for Jam Jam. So I understand their reasons. Everyone else votes for Josh. And then Carolyn, I guess maybe out of the loop, votes for Kane. Because mm-hmm. that was, you know, being talked about at one point. So, no, I don't really have much to say. Um, are we going to play our game? Who, who do we think says what next week? Absolutely. So let's let's play our game. So next week's title to refresh your memory is Let's Not Be Cute About It. Do you want to say first or do you want me to say first? I 
I feel comfortable saying something this time. I think based on the preview and what she was saying about Franny and Matt, it could be Lauren. So I was between two people. I was between Heidi and Lauren. Mm-hmm. And I, for some, I, I, I'll choose Heidi. I was going to choose Heidi, but I'll extra choose Heidi now that you're choosing Lauren. I, and I, my, my only basis for choosing Heidi was that she is closer to them. So mm-hmm. I could see her kind of spearheading a conversation about the Matt and Franny problem yeah and being like let's not be cute about it this is a problem this is yeah this is gonna blow up in our faces if we don't do something about it now definitely we'll see it's this is a fun this is a fun little addition to the show i'm really glad that we only time will tell i guess this brings us to luxury items do you have any no i'm a mess i i (laughs) I'm a mess too. And can our can our luxury item be surviving, not thriving, and just showing yeah. up to do this podcast and having a great time? I hate everything. Like I just want to be ex- I want to watch something and be excited. I'm in such a content rut. And it's I understand there's a lot of great things out there that I haven't seen. I I don't really need suggestions. It's just I can't explain it. Like you just, it just needs to happen. Yeah. And like, I tell like you had a tough, you had a tough week though. To, you know what I mean? Like you, you had strep throat. That sucks. Yeah. So and sometimes when I'm under the weather, like I'm like, I can't pay attention to this. So I'm just going to watch like my emotional support show. Yeah. But even like, even the shows that have been my emotional support show, I don't I don't even like anymore necessarily like I used to love friends I I used to watch friends to go to sleep every night for so long and I used to watch DVDs and then it was on Netflix and then it got taken off of Netflix and I stopped watching and it's on HBO Max I could watch it whenever I want and I just don't and when I watch it I'm like this is funny but like it had the chokehold it had on me, the comfort. And just now I'm like, eh. For instance, I would say like Gilmore Girls would be an old comfort show. And like, I just, I, that show just irks me in my old age where I'm just like, this is not realistic. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so privileged. Like, I don't know. Like right now I'm watching Parks and Rec to like lull myself to sleep. And even that, like, I'm like, fine, it's fine. It's fine. I know. What like you I, mean. I, I texted, I texted, I texted you, Ashley, something the other day that I will say out loud. But I was like, because I'm, I'm a new user to TikTok. That could be my luxury item, TikTok. Um, and so a lot of the things that I get caught up in, like blank talk, this talk, that talk, whatever. Like I'm like, is this a thing that everyone? gets into like as they're going through their stages like yeah of becoming a user like did everyone get into like van talk where like we see people living in their vans or is that just me I don't know but yeah. okay and so I texted Ashley and I was like is this something that is universal and I was like does it ever just serve you little clips of an entire movie but to the point where you basically watch the entire movie in three minute increments like from start to finish but I'm not seeking it out it's just like it's serving it to me 
Well, yeah. okay. I will say when you first texted, I thought you, I, I thought you meant that you got served a clip and then you went to that user's page and you watched like a majority of the movie in those increments. Like you just scrolled and kept watching instead of watching it on TV. But you mean the, it keeps finding you. You'll see a clip. And then the next time you go on TikTok, you'll get served a second one. Right. And okay. Yeah. TikTok is something. I really and so I this love it. movie, this this movie for me. Although I did, they did start me on a new one of like, I don't know, like I'll I'll get I'll, it's a it's like a clip for like, and this is movie actually I've actually never seen. It was like Crazy Stupid Love, and I was like, here we go. But um, I you never seen Crazy Stupid Love. No. Oh, it's it's good. There's a lot of gaps in my like movie viewing over the years. I'm not but- a mo- I, I'm not a movie gal. Like I. I used to pretend I I wanted to be and I used to go, but I, I'm just not a movie gal. I'm a show gal. Crazy Stupid Love, I actually would watch that and like enjoy it. I've had phases in my life. Like when I lived in the city, I loved going to the movies. And like when I was in college, there was a phase in college from I would say like 2010 to 2012 where I would go to the movies by myself probably twice a week. And like any indie movie that was out, I was seeing it and I've never felt cooler in my life. And then when Matt and I lived in the city, we would probably go maybe once a week because we could walk there. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a kid. It was e- like something easy to do. It was great. That that part of our life has just come and gone. We go to the movies like once a year. And yeah. I th- no, here's my thing. I'm not a big home movie kind of person. I yeah. love seeing a movie in the theaters. But if I'm sitting on my couch, like what should I watch tonight? It takes a lot for me to put on a movie. I cannot explain why. For me, and I can't remember, like, if we talked about this on the podcast before or what. I, I feel like maybe we did. Like, we were talking about picking out a movie before. For me, it's so funny that picking out a movie that's an hour and a half long or two hours long feels so daunting. It's like you are committing an hour and a half to two hours of your life to watching that movie. Meanwhile, I will watch six hours of a show, but the fact that it is segmented, that it is episodic, that I can say, I'm just going to finish this episode and come back later, that it makes me feel like I have a choice. It makes me feel like I can take a break. But it's like, besides when you're going to sleep and watching Harry Potter and like falling asleep and rewatch, like a movie feels like too much of a commitment for me. I think- for me, it, it's the opposite. It's that it feels too fleeting. I like something that I can find consistency in over time. By the way, since you mentioned Harry Potter, can we talk about something? Sure. Is this true? Have you heard this? That HBO has like licensed Harry Potter and they're going to make a seven series Harry Potter show? Um, No, the fuck I have not heard that. What? Let me just like quickly substantiate this because it sounds like something they would do. Three days ago, Teen Vogue posted HBO's Harry Potter seven season TV reboot is officially in the works. Wow. That's that's awesome. I don't want J.K. Rowling to profit from this, but I also I feel like they need a redemption for 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 the fans. I feel like Harry Potter was just so it like sh- it shaped us like st- I, to, this, to this day. I'm I'm a Hufflepuff. I will say I'm a Hufflepuff. 
I'm, I'm, I'm a proud Slytherin. Well, it's like Dumbledore said, like the best stories are ones that you can revisit over and over yeah. again. It's, I know I would be so excited for it. Uh, yeah. Obviously I don't want JK Rowling to profit, but like, listen, there's going to be a lot of other people who are employed because of this. And I yeah. hope they're good people. I did see one tweet that I thought was so amazing. And it was like, there is only <laughs> one casting choice for Professor Snape. And that is Adam Driver. And, like, that is true. That is a perfect casting. Oh, yeah. That is so good. I could, yeah, I could definitely see that. Oh, I man. do think that, obviously, like, all of the the kids would have to be. Also, like, I love the idea of it being HBO because I do think that, like, having just recently done a whole Harry Potter rewatch, and I love that it grew up with us. Like, I loved when I saw it saw the first movie in in sixth grade for the first time like I I loved feeling like they were my age that it was like for me but watching at watching it as an adult like one and two do not hold up they're very juvenile yeah and I would just love being able to see it like a little darker a little edgier Mm -hmm. a a bigger budget and I I think too exactly like you know with the with the movies it needed to appeal to the masses but you know now i harry potter not it's on his way it, it it's not it's not what it once was it still is great but okay just for example star wars disney plus has the mandalorian and then mm-hmm. you know there's other star wars series it doesn't have they and they can have more I, I i have not seen any of them i'm just aware of their existence i mean i've seen like the original star wars movies but i'm saying like it's so nice like with these streaming services they can do these adaptations and i'm i'm glad that it potentially could be darker or be more adult yeah. it could be it, it's probably not going to be for the kids it, it'll probably be for us mm-hmm I, I, but also I, I feel like there, I, I also feel like there are people who will discover it for the first time via just HBO, which yes. is pretty cool. That's awesome too. Um. Oh wait. So your luxury item is is not is not TikTok and slash. Oh, but I would, oh, yeah. So and so the the so to finish the story. The funny thing was, so I texted Ashley and I was like, the funny thing is, is I will watch all of these clips being fed to me and be like. I will watch the, the entire clip. And I'm like, this is really enjoyable. And I have seen Aaron Brockovich before. And this looks, this is a really good movie. And I, I should really watch this. But then I don't. And I'm just like, why don't I just watch the fucking movie instead of like sitting here on my phone? And then <laughs> last night, in like my depth, depths of despair of being like, what do I watch? I was like, yeah, I'll just fucking watch Aaron Brockovich. It's not streaming anywhere. You have to rent it. And I was like, well, I don't want to f- see it bad enough to spend $3. Yeah, 100%. <sighs> what are you going to do? Uh, well, we'll get into my luxury item. Okay. My luxury item is unexpected. Oh, my God. And when I say this, it, it sounds like... I want to be clear. This isn't something that you say just to be like, I'll show them I'm fine. But my luxury item truthfully is that last Friday, the day after we recorded our last episode, I was laid off from my job and I was upset that night. 
I was like, I was upset. And I was also kind of like fueled by rage. And then the next day I kind of like laid in my depression bed. But ever since, you know, I've just realized that my job has been causing me so much stress and I feel so free and so happy. And I feel like I have time to really figure out what I want to do. I think I have a positive outlook about it. And like, I, you can say just, just from us talking, like you can tell that I'm okay. You can tell that I'm more than okay. I can tell that you're okay to the point where I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> you know yes. Because I mean? you're doing so well that, and I, I like, I, I believe that you are doing well, but it's, it's almost like, has it hit you? Have you processed? But we've had so many conversations where you clearly have. And yeah, I'm so happy for you. I just, and it, it sucks. Cause like in an ideal world, I would always want something to work out. And like, I tried so hard to make it work and like, layoffs happen the economy and stuff and at first like you know i always you know i don't get mad or indignant right away like i always blame myself you know mm -hmm. why was i the expendable one and you know obviously that hurts for a minute but i just feel this lightness in my being i can't describe <laughs> like i just my anxiety levels i just feel like even tonight like we would be recording sometimes and i i just in my head i would be like uh, like I need to like I need to wake up early tomorrow to like do some work I need to do yeah. this and I just feel like I'm all in I'm in enjoying things about my life again and you know you can't blame a you know a job it, it's definitely like partially who I am as a person that I hold myself to a certain standard and if I'm you know if I can't be perfect at something you know I beat myself up but things were getting really stressful and i even said like the episode that were you and brian you know two weeks ago afterwards when we stopped recording and we're just chatting i was like you know what like i was like so anxious about recording tonight not because i don't love talking to you guys but just mm -hmm. because i've been feeling so overwhelmed but this was really nice like this was like good for my soul like mm -hmm. talking with friends like i had such a good time and I kind of feel that fullness in my soul, like with the little things in life every day now. I'm like, oh, wow, like I have time. Like I can go to the bakery and grab a loaf of I I'm, I'm like Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Like I was like, I started reading a book the other day. Like, who, who am I? You know, so I don't know. It's obviously no one wants to be unemployed unless you have like a bunch of money, like an ideal world. I would be wealthy and I could just donate my time to charity and be a lady of leisure and like, like, you know, be a philanthropist like that, that that's my ideal. But I just feel like I can take some time and figure out what I really want to do and not just take the next job out of necessity, but figure out what is right for me. So I don't know. I just feel optimistic. I'm so happy for you because I feel like, yeah, it's this is a di it's a different side of you, and I'm yeah so happy to know her. It's weird, like I don't know. I I earlier I was just Snoopy 
when he gets in my way, Snoopy, my cat, I, I go beep beep. And I, I got that from our friend, my friend Chrissy, because like when her animals would get in her way, she would say beep beep. Mm-hmm. And he was in my way. And I was like, beep beep. And I was like, beep 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 beep. And I, then I started like laughing at myself. And I heard my laugh and I was like, who is this person that's like Aww. just laughing? Like, I don't know, laughing and smiling. Like, I, not saying that it's not like my life was shit, but there was just, I described, I described it to, to a former colleague of, you know, that Zoloft commercial where the cloud is falling, following the little like cartoon mm-hmm. dot around this company was my, was my Zoloft rain cloud. Oh my God. And I just feel like here comes the sun. Didn't do do. <laughs> I think it's, it's also just, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, like we are the kind of people that like when we're in something, we're in it and like we give all of ourselves to it. And I think that's something that was so freeing for me when like the pandemic hit and we worked from home and now being in a hybrid situation, like I feel more like a person with a job. Wait, hold on. How do I phrase it? <laughs> I feel like a person with a life who has a job than like a person with a job who also has a life. I don't yes. know if I'm getting that right. No, that, like that, that 100% makes sense. Your your life should be the defining thing about you. Like your family should be the defining thing about you. And it's like- Your hobbies, your happiness, your interests, like the impact you leave on the world, whatever you want that to be. You know, I-, I and, and it was even like, even like- it was weird because it's like that your job is 40 hours of the week. It's eight hours of the day. It's the bulk of your waking hours. And it's so weird that you typically spend that with the people who are not your family, not your friends. Or like, like it's, it's like a beautiful thing when like your coworkers become your friends and it's like, yeah, we're in the yeah. trenches together. But it's also like, you know, like when we, when we made that switch to, to, to being remote and like, you know, my husband and I could go for a walk at lunchtime together. Like, it just makes a world of difference. And I think, like, having that space, you know, in whatever way it comes about, whether it's, like, a hybrid situation or, you know, I'm not saying, like, everybody should get laid off so they can have, like, yeah. a piece, but. No, but honestly, I, it, it, I. I will beat the dead horse. You know, I I won't give up on something. Even though I knew that I was struggling and this wasn't good for me, mm-hmm. I just feel this need to make it work. And I assume that I'm deficient. It's something I'm doing wrong. And I was trying so hard. And even talking to my parents, and especially, you know, they're boomers and they they have a different mindset when it comes comes to work. And they're just like, yeah, you know, you just got to do it. You know, you just, when I would tell them like how stressed I was and how anxious I was. And, you know, I would, I would say to my dad sometimes like at a low point, like, well, what's the point? Like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm so anxious and I'm so stressed and I'm working, but what do I have if I don't have the energy to do anything after work? It's like, I, I honestly felt like I was working and then after work I would, think about how I should catch up on more work. And then if I wouldn't, I would feel guilty. 
Yeah. So even my free time, I wasn't actually enjoying. It kind of felt like I was disassociating or just zoning out. And then if I did have like a moment of happiness or relaxation, if I just like thought about work, it would kind of just be like a gut punch, like take the wind out of me, like remembering with anxiety. And I, I just, I just feel this lightness and I, I've realized, you know, it's not a, a moral failing on my part to be one of those selected that are laid off. And it's, it's something that happens. I have. It often happens an- to some of the best people too. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And your good so I, attitude. Yeah. And like, honestly, like, and I, I said this to you earlier, but yeah, just like w- w- I was talking to my one coworker on the phone for the first time today, we had texted a little bit after it happened, but we were talking and, you know, she was like, you know, I know that you're going to get something better. You're going to do great. And like, you'll show them. And I, I seriously had like an epiphany and I was like, this is like one of the first times something, you know, something bad has happened to me and I don't feel the need to show them. I don't feel mm-hmm. the need to succeed just to rub it in someone else's face or be like, look what you, like. I want to succeed just for myself. And that's a very freeing feeling wanting to do something for yourself and not just, you know, for optics, not just to show I'm living my best life. And even like redefining what success is to you of like, yes, it's not necessarily making the most money, but just being able to breathe in your day to day life and turn your computer off at 5 p.m. Like that is, yeah, you know, a hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel it, 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 it just this week too. Like when I'm like watching Survivor, I'm like texting you and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I have all these ideas, like all these things that we can like talk about on the podcast and like, Laura, can I take over some more responsibility? Like maybe finally I will edit the podcast. Let's do this. I just, I don't know. I feel very optimistic. I feel motivated. I feel, feel creative. I don't know. It, it, it just feels good. I feel like I'm, I feel like I lost myself a little bit, not just from this job, like just in life. And I feel like I finally have some clarity and Aww. it feels good. We're happy to have you back. Oh, thank you. Nice to meet all of you. Cause I feel like I, I probably haven't had clarity since uh, before we started this podcast. So, hey, I'm Ashley. Well, welcome to Idle Chatter. Um, I've been sitting here. So for we're not doing a huge thing for Easter for Lucy, but I, I did put a little basket together that Ashley you're, gave us. You're welcome. Just and um, I had Matt grab a couple things at the store tonight, and I've been sitting here next to this milk chocolate peanut butter egg. Oh, it's from Wegmans. Ugh, Wegmans is the best. Eat it. Lucy will never know. She won't know. She won't know, and you don't have to feel guilty. It's also huge. She's a baby. Like, she can't eat that whole thing. She definitely would. Um, but you'd have to but... take it away from her. She shouldn't eat that in one sitting. She'll just drool on it and forget about it. You eat it. You deserve it. I might eat it. I might eat it. On that note. Maybe this will be my luxury item. Yeah, Laura's going to go eat that peanut butter egg, and I'm going to go cuddle up with Snoop. If you hear a weird sound, that's my cat. Um, All right, well, thank you for listening, everyone. Appreciate you joining us on this journey. It's been a good one, and we'll see you next week, everybody. See you next week.